Welcome to the Customer Connection Podcast, where we look at leading practices, lessons learned, tools, techniques, and procedures designed to guide and help you with the implementation and adoption of the ServiceNow platform. Led by customer experience expert and director of customer workflows, Jerry Campbell. Co-hosted by portfolio managers, Gareth Millwood and Nick DeBaca. We're building customer connections. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good day, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Customer Connections, where we help you get your ServiceNow projects going in the right direction fast. I am Jerry Campbell, Director of Customer Workflows, and joining us today is the Global Vice President of Customer Service Management, Steve Zerkel. Now, Steve has been with ServiceNow since 2019 and currently responsible for those global customer workflow business. He's a 20-year vet of the SaaS industry and spent the time across many elements of customer service technology, including customer service and marketing solutions. Creating value through the technology innovation has always been his North Star. Off hours, he spends time sharing his experiences on advisory boards for early stage technology companies, along with being a business coach for the Boston University Mass Challenge. Steve resides in Central California. And hey, Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jerry. Good to see you. Thank you, sir, for joining us. And here at the Customer Connection, we have uh, some rules of engagement. We'd like to keep the language plain and simple. And so if you could, please eliminate uh, any kind of acronyms or things that people might not understand. If they do, you do happen to use some acronyms. Just please, uh, we'll call them out at the end of the show. And maybe have you explain them. Is that okay? No problem. All right, sir. Let's go ahead and get this show kicked off. Some icebreaker questions for you. If you could invite three people to dinner, living, dead, fictional, or real, who would they be? Well, I was an amateur magician when I was a kid. I was always fixated with Harry Houdini, so he'd be one. I'm an amateur presidential library buff, and uh, I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with President Kennedy. And Bill McDermott seems pretty interesting overall. He'd be probably a good guest to add to that mix. That would be a good. That would be an interesting dinner. That certainly would be an interesting dinner, right? Houdini, Kennedy, and Bill McDermott. Oh, two oh big characters in their space. So that's awesome. So, who has influenced you the most when it comes to what you approach your work today? I grew up watching my dad run retail shoe stores, and. Just the basics of business I got from from that experience of participating in that with him. Uh, but I've always had people that I've selected or that I've met along the way that I've asked to be helpers or coaches for myself. So there's three or four people that I've you know stayed in touch with over the years that I've I've learned a tremendous amount from. Uh, and I'm a student of the business, so I'm paying attention every day. I mean, it's amazing. Up and down the street, all walks of life. There's a lot to learn from people in unexpected places if you're just listening. Yeah, it's, it's so important just to listen in to people, like you said. And that's, this is part of our reason for having the Customer Connection podcast. We want to listen in to people. So let's go ahead and jump into this, right? And you're the global you know, VP for the customer service management. Can you just briefly give an outline of how this solution brings value to our customers when they implement the platform. 
you know, the customer workflow business was started as a side project from a couple of the original platform engineers. It then became a deliberate push to open it as a business. It was the first time ServiceNow was deploying anything for managing work outside the walls of the of the customer, you know, outside the walls of the company that we were set, that we were working with. Uh, so it was, it's a new business. The dynamics are different. The, the stakes are higher, you know, for the customer. And so where we tend to add the most value is because we're built on the ServiceNow platform, automation is a big part of what we do. Automation in the customer service business turns into removing work. So customers get a volume of inbound work to them, depending on what business they're in. You know, you used to be in the in the retail business, so you would have inbound work from suppliers. You would have inbound work from customers walking in the store. You'd have inbound work from people working in the store, and that would be hitting, you know, your this your part of the customer service operation. And that volume was that volume, and you have very little control over it. Well. Bringing ServiceNow into the mix gives you the ability to have some control knobs and levers to both manage that inbound volume and also ideally automate it so that it disappears forever. And that concept is not common in customer service. Customer service executives and people who work in this in this business are expert tap dancers because they never know what's coming around the corner. You know, a snowstorm can affect their their day to day. Some kind of business change can affect their day to day. Some change that happens somewhere out in the world has this indirect impact of affecting their day to day volumes. People can't come into work. People are contacting them in higher volumes, etc. So, for all those reasons, giving those people some control knobs and levers to manage, shape, and ultimately automate away that inbound work is a really high value to, to our the customers that we work with. Wow, that's great. That's great insights there. Cause I was gonna ask you, you know, what's the key differentiator for service now against those other solutions? But I think the flexibility that you talked about is the key thing, right? I, you know, the flexibility is a characteristic of it. It's I don't really think it's the key difference. If you can imagine the work that come, that hits a customer service center, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about a technology company or retail operation, there's a set of things that the people that engage customers in customer service can actually do on their own. And again, depending on the business, that set of things is either very short list of things, like I can change the, your address, just to give you a simple example, but I can't update your order. I need someone else to help me to update your order. I can take a new credit card number and update your account with that new credit card number. I can't give you a credit because of a, you know, something that happened on the product you bought before. So I need other departments to engage with me to do a piece of work. It's that other departments where all the problem and complexity occurs. Coordinating that work, managing it so it happens on time. Most importantly, giving it visibility so everybody knows where it is in the cycle. Because we came from the IT side of the business and the concept of problem incident change and tracking task level flows, that's the magic 
in customer service. That doesn't exist in any of the other offerings, that concept. So taking a business process and digitally representing it in a workflow is the key differentiator for us. Because now, if you go to the customer portal of your favorite company that you do business with, personally or professionally, you'll find self-service options. You'll find some stuff you can do on your own on that portal. But it's a pretty short list of things you can do on your own. The reason is because whatever you're about to do that you can't do on your own, they need beyond the customer service agent to do it. They need other people in the company to participate. So therefore, you can't do it on your own. But by putting all of that in a workflow, we can now add to what you can do on your own. And that's where the automation comes in. That's where the work removal comes in. And being able to self-service is so important in the customer service-based industry right now, right? You know, coming out of the pandemic, people want to be able to be self-sufficient. So uh, automating all that stuff, Steve, is just, that's so good and key, like you said. Thinking about customer experience, and you truly know about customer service because you, especially the technology space, there's some customer experience professionals out there today are keying in on first contact or first call resolution. What other kind of key performance indicators or KPIs that are just really key for, you know, the customer service management platform? First contact resolution. There's the percentage of self-serve. So, you know, in the old days, we used to talk about IVRs and we used to talk about the containment percentage. So meaning how many calls stayed in the IVR. That was the equivalent of self-service, you know, back in the bad old days. Well, that concept hasn't, you know, that concept hasn't changed. It's just different technology. So now self-service is predominantly digital, you know, web or, or mobile app, et cetera. In, again, the benchmark for self-service, like the gold standard was 10%. If you could get your inbound work, if you could strip off 10% of your inbound work, knowing that your customers were going to take care of it on their own, that was gold. Do you know that at ServiceNow, we've automated away or allowed customers self-serve 48% of our inbound work to the point that when I started here, I've know, I know the gentleman that runs our support operations here. So I called him on the fourth day I was here because I'd seen this percentage. And I said, I don't believe it. Like, you're going to have to walk me through how you got, how you did that. And when they walk me through the story, it's all about the platform. And the number is real. And we're seeing customers getting to those levels. The self-service percentage is a big metric. And then the third metric is the overriding one, which is your time to resolve, you know, resolution time across all forms. And so if resolution time is dropping and self-serve is increasing and first contact resolution is stable or increasing, depending on where you're investing your time and money, you've got all sides covered. You could tell a complete story with those three numbers. Yeah. And you talk about that when we talk about the proficiency of our agents in the call center, how the ServiceNow tool gets that agent the right answer at the right time or the bot the right answer at the right time to be able to resolve that in a quickly, quick manner. So I think some of the unrealized metrics there is that proficiency of agents 
you know, start implementing this tool. So when you say, hey, my first contact resolution is great, I'm at 55% or 68% or 40, whatever, you know, great looks like in your business. The key to that stat is the other side of the 100%, which is the stuff that doesn't get resolved, first contact. And that's where all the time sink is. That's where all the inefficiencies lie. That's where time to resolution really shows up. Because enabling agents to be black belts in dealing with inbound issues that are within their scope of solving, that's been worked on for 30 years. There's great technical capabilities available to make that as efficient and slick as possible. And we participate in that. But our magic is in the other part of first contact, the other side of first contact resolution. That's where your customers get cemented, whether you're a good operator or a bad operator. Their opinions of you don't get formed because your agents were really nice and they handled the thing that was relatively straightforward. It's helpful in their opinion of you. You don't want nasty people on the phone or people that are you know incapable of doing the simple things. But their opinion of you is cemented when they have an actual complex problem and how well you as an organization are dealing with that complex problem. They will forever give you a hall pass on the easy stuff if you crush the complex stuff. And they will never let you forget it if you crush the easy stuff. But every time there's something hard, you fall apart. There you go. And I think you, you said it right. That's the magic of the platform, right? You can get that back office work to the people that can solve those complex problems. And that's really the magic. And so in that aspect, and I know it varies on different businesses, but what's the return of investment for, let's say, a retailer in this space for implementing the customer service management? If you're realistically looking at the numbers, you know, you should be seeing two and a half to three dollars back for every dollar that you spend as a floor, as an absolute hard dollar floor meaning green money out spent with us on the project, green money out of your expense or incremental revenue coming in. Not projected soft you know, savings or impact of NPS. Those are all extra. The soft ones are soft dollars in a business case or should all be considered the extra. It's hard money out versus hard money spent. And again, $250 to $3 as an absolute floor. I've seen real business cases where it's eight, nine, ten dollars back for every dollar spent. It wasn't great for those customers because they were in really bad shape to begin with. So that's why it was so high. But yeah, that's a true statement too. Hey, sir, it's been great talking to you. You know, I talked about jargon, and I'm going to tell you this: you kept it so plain and easy for everybody to understand, and I appreciate that. Straight talk, great advice, and just really giving the people what they uh, really need to hear. So, hey, there's no jargon to correct here, sir. Thank you so much for that. All right. Guys, thanks for inviting me on. Yeah. Before we get out of here, I just want to ask you a couple more things. What's the one piece of advice out there for companies? Uh, I know you said a lot about the magic of uh, the ServiceNow platform, but what's the one piece of advice you can give to our listeners of this show? There's a lot of free knowledge available. For customers, if you're willing to spend time with the right 
vendors. ServiceNow has nearly unlimited willingness to invest with existing customers, investing our time, our knowledge, our resource, our ecosystem, our other customers. There's literal reams of opportunity to get smarter, to get ideas created for you, free consulting. Don't be afraid to spend time you know, with your trusted partners because they're willing to spend time with you. And it doesn't always have to result in, in a transaction. So don't make that a fear. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you got to go out there and experiment. You got to ask questions. You got to build relationships to make be successful. So then final thing, sir, um, if people want to, you know, link up with you, how do they contact you if you'd like to put yourself out there, sir? I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. So you can find me just, it's S. S or Kel on Twitter and LinkedIn, just look up my name. I'm easy enough to find with this head, you know, the head's out there. Hey, Steve, thank you so much again for joining us. It's been a pleasure for you and giving that insight. And so for our customers out there, if you have any comments or questions for us or you want to, or our guests, you can email us at customerconnection at servicenow.com. Thank you and you have a great day. Thank you for joining the Customer Connection Podcast, where we share insights from the biggest ServiceNow influencers. Please join us for our next episode when we will build more customer connections.